looking to dive into topics on how to live a happier, healthier, more fit, and long lifespan, then you've come to the right podcast. Living the dream with me, Coach Damian Evans. Together, we will explore the topics on all things health, fitness, and wellness. Together, we will be lifelong learners on this journey to living the ultimate dream. What up, Dream Team? Coach D here coming at you with a bite-sized brain snack. These episodes were inspired because of our obsession with snacks. We just love to fuel our bodies with those little bite-sized, nutritious food snacks. We've also talked about adding movement snacks into your day as well. And now it's time to add bite-sized brain snacks into your week. That's what these episodes will be all about. Bite-sized wellness wisdom for lifelong learners. So let's open up and satiate our minds. This brain snack is all about sleep. We are going to go over some crazy facts about sleep and some simple and actionable recommendations that you can use to begin to immediately sleep deeper and sleep longer. So six crazy facts about sleep. Number one, among people with Alzheimer's, 60 to 70% have at least one clinical sleep disorder. 60 to 70% of people with Alzheimer's have one clinical sleep disorder, at least. Now, while correlation is not causation, there does seem to be a strong link between sleep deprivation and Alzheimer's risk. And here's one of the possible reasons why. Our brain has an immune system, and this immune system is called the glymphatic system. It's most active at night, and what it does is it clears away damaged cells. It clears away debris, and it clears away amyloid beta plaques. In the absence of sleep, these amyloid beta plaques are left to accumulate, and as a consequence, they create oxidative stress, they create damage, and they create cognitive decline. Now, just to be clear, we're not talking about if you lack sleep for just a day, or if you lack sleep for a week, or even months of sleep deprivation. The human body is super resilient, and it can bounce back from that. But what we're talking about is years, or even decades of chronic sleep loss, this is really when you would want to start being aware that you're not letting your brain's immune system, the lymphatic system, do what it needs to do in order to clear out all those damaged cells, debris, and amyloid beta plaques. So get your sleep. Number two, poor sleep and circadian rhythm disruptions increase cancer risk. Now, in addition to not getting enough sleep, disruptions to your circadian rhythm also damage the immune system and can lead to increased cancer risk. The link is so strong that the World Health Organization, the WHO, classifies night shift work as being a probable human carcinogen, a probable human carcinogen if you work the late night shift. In fact, the link is so strong that Denmark actually started paying compensation to women shift workers. And they did this to women shift workers that developed breast cancer after years of working night hours. That's crazy. But also hats off to Denmark for acknowledging the link. And number three, number three, people who sleep just five hours per night are four and a half times more likely to catch a cold. Four and a half times. Research reveals a striking correlation between sleep duration and susceptibility to catching a cold. People who slept only six hours per night were 4.2 more times likely to catch the common cold than those who slept seven hours nightly. 
And those who slept five were all the way up at four and a half times more likely to get sick. So for every hour of sleep lost, the risk of infection increases, which highlights how sleep deprivation weakens the immune system and just makes us more vulnerable to infection when exposed to any kind of viruses. Number four, sleep deprivation can also cause blood sugar imbalances. Individuals who sleep less than five hours per night have twice the risk of prediabetes than those who sleep seven hours a night. So five hours a night as opposed to seven, twice the risk of prediabetes. And having those risk factors like diabetes or sleep apnea or shift work, this can further compound the problem by adversely impacting glucose metabolism. So the way that you can metabolize blood sugar. This is due to the link between poor sleep, insulin resistance, and increased levels of ghrelin. Ghrelin is the hunger hormone. So when you have poor sleep, your body doesn't respond to insulin very well, which insulin tells your body to store blood sugar into cells, but your cells don't listen when you become insulin resistant, and poor sleep does this. You also have that increased hunger hormone the next day. So cravings for carbs and sugar are also higher the next day to boost your energy and to compensate for feeling so tired. And these effects happen pretty quickly. Even just one night of sleep deprivation has been shown to trigger insulin resistance and blood sugar imbalances in healthy subjects. Now, again, a few nights of interrupted sleep isn't really a huge reason for concern. It happens to the best of us. So don't let this stat really stress you out too bad. Uh, Stay tuned. We're going to give you a little bit of tips at the very end to help you with all of this. Moving on to fact number five. Poor sleep increases amygdala activity by a whopping 60%. The amygdala is the emotional control center of the brain. It's responsible for processing dangerous or life-threatening stimuli. This is where the fear response comes from. However, the amygdala can also be influenced by traumatic experiences, leading to overreactive responses to non-threatening situations. So poor sleep increases this brain area activity by a whopping 60%. A fascinating study of sleep-deprived participants exposed to emotionally negative images found that their amygdala activity spiked by 60% compared to a well-rested individual. Further analysis with brain imaging revealed that the sleep-deprived group displayed disruptive communication between the amygdala and the prefrontal cortex. This is the brain region responsible for moderating the amygdala's response. So when they were sleep-deprived, this group displayed disrupted communication between those two brain areas. This means that poor sleep can mess with our mood the next day, making us more emotional and reactive to triggers that wouldn't typically bother us. And fact number six, getting less than six hours of sleep per night is associated with a 200% higher risk of heart attack. The risk for heart attack goes up by approximately 200% in individuals sleeping six hours or less per night. And it's not just heart attacks. Stroke and congestive heart failure are also higher in those who lack good quality sleep. We need to enter the non-rapid eye movement sleep stage for our hearts to recuperate. And people who sleep less than six hours or have fragmented sleep, they just can't get sufficient REM sleep, which impacts recovery and it increases the risk of heart problems. It seems like sleep is just one of the most underrated and underappreciated aspects of health. The power of a good night's sleep for our brain, our heart, 
our mood, and our immunity, it just can't be overstated. We all deal with sleep deprivation and fragmented sleep from time to time, and myself included. It's the cumulative effect of sleep loss that can lead to significant health problems. By first recognizing the importance of sleep and the role that it plays in your whole body health, we can begin to better prioritize sleep into our lives. So after talking about how poor quality sleep can take a toll on your heart, brain, mood, and immune health, now it's time to take action. Here are seven simple and actionable recommendations that anyone can use to begin to immediately sleep deeper and longer. Number one, morning sunlight. Step outside and let the morning sunlight hit your eyes within 10 to 15 minutes of waking up. This helps set your circadian rhythm and it helps you to wake up by telling your body to stop making melatonin and to start making daytime hormones like cortisol and serotonin. For me, morning sunlight is a non-negotiable part of my routine, and I've noticed a big improvement in my sleep quality after years of consistent practice. So morning sunlight, 10 to 15 minutes within waking up, really important. Number two, set a caffeine curfew. I am a huge fan of caffeine. I think it has big time benefits, especially when it comes to performance within your workouts. But caffeine's long half-life can disrupt your sleep, especially if you're drinking it into the afternoon or evening. So give yourself a caffeine cutoff time to allow it to clear out of your system. My caffeine curfew is 2 p.m., but I know a lot of experts that say you shouldn't do it past noon, especially if you're more caffeine sensitive. And I know a lot of experts that move it to 9 a.m. as their latest for caffeine, and the earlier the better. So set a caffeine curfew. Number three, aim for no food within three hours of your bedtime and no liquids within one hour of your bedtime. So this is kind of a general rule and you have to do what works for your life, but experts say that if you can stop eating within three hours of your bedtime, you will have better sleep because your body won't be digesting the food that you've currently ate. Also, fluids, if you drink a lot of fluids right before bed, it's probably pretty sure that you're gonna be waking up in the middle of the night to use the restroom. And as that's not bad, a lot of people do wake up maybe once or twice throughout the night and it's totally fine. The less you can do that, the better. So try to front load your water in the day and make sure you get all your water intake and then stop drinking fluids if you can about two hours within your bedtime. And that food should be done within about three hours, if at all possible. Number four, dim the lights and if you can, wear blue light blocking glasses for at least one hour before bed. So this will help to simulate a nighttime environment and trigger the production of melatonin to tell your body that it is time for sleep. And if you can't afford it, then blue light blocking glasses are definitely recommended for protecting your sleep and your circadian rhythm from all the junk blue light. So my strategy is, is I try to dim the lights whenever the sun goes down. So as soon as the sun goes down, all the lights in my house start to dim. And I try to find something that has more of a red hue, like a Himalayan salt lamp. Or if you can have candles, that's even better. Uh, make sure that the light is not high up on the ceiling and it's not fluorescent. Make sure it's maybe like a lamp or something down lower. This helps to simulate a nighttime environment. Dim the lights and there are blue light blocking glasses or your devices do have blue light emitters um, that you can put on as far as a setting. And moving in from the, the dimming the lights 
to another important one when it comes to your screens. Number five is avoid stimulating TV or social media an hour before bed. While zero TV before bed is optimal, I know that most people, including our household, this is not realistic. If watching TV before bed helps you unwind, then try to keep it lighthearted and save the zombie apocalypse or the bachelor drama or the thriller killer shows or true crime for another time. Stop scrolling social media, especially if it's something where you're going to find something that will really stimulate you before bed, whether it's a political post or a, f- uh, a fight or a riot or anything like that that could really get the hormones in your body starting to flow right before bed. That's just going to be a really, really bad idea. So we like to watch something funny, like a stand-up comedian. We like to watch something funny, like a, like a short sitcom. Uh, and then we make sure that we watch something for our wind down that is super important for us. We love doing yin yoga, Y-I-N, restorative deep stretch yoga. If you search on YouTube, yin yoga for sleep, you will find a ton of different flows that are amazing. They feel great. You will get some of the best sleep that you've gotten in a really long time if you do yin yoga And then we also put on a yoga nidra sleep meditation as well. And it's just a really good nighttime routine. So avoid watching stimulating TV or media an hour before bed. If you can, turn the lights down low and maybe watch some yen yoga and do some deep stretching right before. Number six. Okay, this one's a little weird, but mouth taping. So this is blowing up right now, especially after James Nestor wrote the book Breath. Now, I'm a huge fan of mouth taping, and I highly recommend it to all my friends and family with sleep issues and disordered sleep breathing, like snoring or sleep apnea. So mouth taping, it's not as crazy as it sounds, but it does sound pretty crazy. There are different companies that make mouth tape, and it's just a tiny little... A tiny little slit of tape that you can put right in the middle of your mouth. You can still breathe out the side of your mouth if you really want to, but really what it does is it helps you to keep your lips sealed so that you can then do nasal breathing. And we'll go over nasal breathing in the future, and if you want to learn more about it, I have tons of content on nasal breathing, and the book by James Nestor Breath really dives deep into it. Highly recommend. So mouth taping is huge. If you haven't tried it, give it a shot. Uh, I recommend not going for the cheap stuff only because I did it with the cheap stuff and I think the adhesive um, kind of upset my skin. So I just had like a little bit of a red mark on my lip. Not that it caused any damage or anything. It just looks like I kind of had chapped lips from it, Um, but I could see over time that wouldn't be great. So maybe spring for maybe the mid range to the higher, higher range stuff. Uh, It'll probably be worth it. Number six, mouth taping. And number seven, this one is huge. Brain dump. So many of us lie in bed, tossing and turning, unable to shut our brains off at night, whether it's due to work stress, relationship troubles, or just generally feeling overwhelmed with life. Now, writing down what's on your mind can totally help to unload the thoughts that are keeping you awake, that are keeping your mind racing. Don't worry about trying to make sense out of it. Just get it all out of your head and on paper so that you can calm your mind and have a good night's rest. 
For me, I, I have been known to lay awake and think about what I need to do the next day. So what did I start doing? I took a journal and I wrote down all the tasks that I need to get done on the left side of my journal. Once I have all the tasks in no particular order, what I do is I slide them over to the right into a time block. So this is called time block journaling. So if I need to get work done, if I need to do a project, if I need to go work out, I have each of these tasks on the left side and then I slide it into the right side and it gives me this beautiful overview of just how my day is going to look. I also add one thing on my schedule that's going to make tomorrow a great day, whether that be a walk on the beach, whether that be some time in the sun, whether that be spending some time with my friends, whatever it is, I make sure that I schedule in one thing that will make tomorrow great. And then I also write down three wins from that day prior, three wins so that I can celebrate the wins and I can end my night with some gratitude and with some positive thinking. And then I put at the very top of the page one word that I want to describe the day the next day. So is it growth? Is it um, grinding? Is it I want to relax? Whatever it is, I write a word that really represents the whole day that I'm trying to have. And so that kind of just puts me right to sleep. I end up going right to sleep and I don't have my mind racing or tossing and turning. And then one last thing is, is I also use the app Brain.fm, and that's who this episode is brought to you by. The Brain.fm app is an amazing science-based app. It plays music that puts you into the right brainwave state. So if you're looking for meditation, if you're looking for relaxation, if you're looking for focus, I use it to focus when I'm writing podcasts, and it's for deep sleep. There are settings to help you put it into deep sleep. So go on the app brain.fm and use the discount code coach Damien underscore SD and you'll get a free month to try it out to see how you like it. And if you decide that you want to subscribe, you'll get 20% off your first month. So coach Damien underscore SD brain.fm app. Thank you. Thank you to the team over there. They've been amazing to me. And that's it, my friends, for this bite-sized brain snack. Share the knowledge that you gained with your friends and family and hold each other accountable. If you enjoyed this content, it helps a ton. If you could post on your social media stories a screenshot of this episode with one takeaway that you learned, and then make sure you tag me and share your journey. You can tag me at livingthedream underscore podcast or at coachdamian underscore SD. And let us know how this episode benefited you. Let us know what we missed. Let us know what we got wrong. Tell us how you have worked on your sleep or what has helped you have the best sleep that you possibly can. Message us if you have any suggestions or tips that would help your Living the Dream team that we can discuss on future episodes. I will be right here with you, working on making us stronger, happier, and healthier humans. Until next time, friends, keep living the dream.